And here we go, just like that. We are live. Monday Night Football, our little version. And here we go. Big welcome to everyone that joined us last week and here this week. The agenda, what an agenda we have. It has been an amazing week. We've got Harry Kane. Should he stay or should he go now? What are Tottenham doing? What's their long-term plan the next manager? We've got promotion and relegation. Are we on the brink of history? And we've got our English team's going to dominate Europe again. That is on the agenda. Danny, I'll start with you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, Tom. Cheers for having us again on the VTF podcast. Great to be here. No worries. And we've got an internet connection. We've not got a Danny for a <laughs> last week. He's here, ready to go. And, boys, I'm loving the football tops. Louis, how are you? I'm good. It's been, it's been a good, good week for Chelsea. So, yeah. Very good yeah. for Chelsea. We'll go on that later. Um, tell us, what's that top you got on? People might not know. What, what football top is that? It's a Chelsea, I think it's like 97 shirt. 97. Zola on the back. Oh, bit of class. Premier League Hall of Famer, maybe? Well, yeah. I don't know what's going to go on with that. Where do they yeah. cut the <laughs> Weird timing again, isn't it? It's just inducted uh, Henri and Shearer. But boys, let's get straight into it. Obviously, we can talk about your clubs later, but the first thing that we saw this week, well, the big talking point is Tottenham. They sack Jose Mourinho with five days before a cup final. They've got Harry Kane rumours to be leaving. So let's start with Harry Kane. What should he do? Let's start with you, Louis. Should he stay or should he go? It's a hard question. I think it depends on what exactly he wants. Because if, if he wants to win trophies, I think he... He needs to leave as soon as possible because he's, let's be honest, I think Spurs have peaked the past three or four years and I don't think he's going to have a chance of winning anything big. Maybe maybe a, a cup, but I don't, I think he needs to leave, to be honest. If you look at, I think it's Carl Walker left at like 27, that's from Spurs to Man City and he won, I think he's going to win his 10th trophy now. I think... I think if he wants to be remembered as a as a great, then I think he needs to leave, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's the worry, isn't it? And Danny, what do you think? Stay or go? Yeah, like what Todd said, it depends what he wants. I feel like I've always seen Kane as a sort of personal record orientated. I think he said himself that he's after the sort of uh, Alan Shearer's 260 Premier League goals record. I just always reminds me of that one way he tried to claim off Ericsson that he, like, he swore on his daughter's life that he touched his shoulder or something um, but at the same time like he is a player that deserves trophies and it's it would be a tragic career if he goes through it with not winning anything I know that's the that's the worry people that know me know that Harry Kane I love Harry Kane my favourite player I actually love Harry Kane I'm not even a striker and I've put that he's 28 in July. He's, do you know, he, he, and it goes under the radar, this. He's the top Premier League goal scorer this season with 21. And the top assist with 13. That's 34 in total for a Tottenham Hotspur team that are pretty poor, aren't they? Let's be honest. And, and he's Yeah, and he's played under Jose Mourinho. <laughs> he's got 34 goal contributions there. Uh, he's got 164 Premier League goals in total. And he's 97 to break Alan Shearer's record. I've currently valued him at 120 mil. Some mates say that's kind, some mates say that's not. Um, if he were, if he was like, look, I need to go. You know, you're seeing Phil Foden win four League Cups in a row. It's not big trophies, Premier Leagues. 
if he was to say, right, I'm going, where does he go, Louis? I think he's he's got to go Man City, to be honest. I think he'll that's a guaranteed trophies, guaranteed goals. And I think the way he plays now, where he kind of drops deep quite a lot, I think it probably suits City a lot as well. He can like he can combine in their like link up play and everything. And I think it's pretty much a no brainer. I don't see why he would if he's going to leave Spurs. He's, he wants to guarantee trophies, and if he if he goes to United, let's be honest, they haven't won. I, I can't see them winning anything big under Solskjaer. Um, I think if he wants to just guarantee those trophies and beat the record, then he'll. Man City is pretty much is a no-brainer personally with Aguero leaving as well. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good evaluation. Danny, would you agree with that, Man City? Yeah, to an extent, like he's definitely staying in the Premier League. Like he's not. Go I think if he was to go abroad, it would be to either Madrid or Barca. And the state that those two clubs are in, especially after the ESL fallout, I don't think he's going to want to go there. And again, just about the record, like, I think that that is his prized possession, probably uh, more important than his daughter's life, uh, some would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's, it's down to the two Manchester clubs. I think he's he's got some sort of morality around him that he won't go to like a rival London club. Like we're not going to see him at Chelsea or Arsenal without a doubt. Although he did start at Arsenal in his early early days. So when Spurs are thinking he's one of our own, eh. um, uh, yeah, it's one of the two uh, Manchester clubs. And I think it's it's pretty much down to City. Like if they go for him, he's there. But if they go for Haaland and get him, it's like, who's your priority? The youth or the, you know, or Kane? Yeah. Yes. But what's interesting for me at Man City is when you look at the rumours, they're not rumoured of him. They're rumoured with Haaland, like you said, Lukaku. Uh, I saw Silva, who's having a really good season at Frankfurt. They're not really linked with him at all, which I find strange. Or is that like a keep it quiet, don't say anything? Um, but Danny, I'll ask you a question. You've got your Liverpool top on. Will you not be perfect on the clock? Surely, Harry Kane, Mo Salah, Arne. Yeah, he, like he would fit in there. It's like, I think <laughs> at, for the last few weeks, at least, we've just been playing with a false nine. And what we need is a nine. Uh, he would slot in there, but I just don't like he's just not a Liverpool signing in that the amount of money that would require to sign in and how how old he is now and he'd need to adapt to the clock method. Like I don't think we go for him. It doesn't seem like a clock or Michael Edwards signing, really. No, I think, I think, I, I, think I would take him if the money of course yeah. you I think any club in the world would take you. And the one thing I'd say about Kane is, I don't know what his links like to England players, but he doesn't strike me as a guy that's motivated by money. He strikes me as a guy who wants to win trophies. And if he believes in Klopp's vision and, and Klopp gives him that little hug and they've had a conversation before, you know, he would fit into that Liverpool team a dream, wouldn't he? If you got top four and if Man City, because if Man City don't want him, what would you, what, okay, Louis, I'll go choose a neutral. Would you choose Liverpool or would you choose Manchester United? If, if Man City don't want him, if Man City say oh, we don't, we're playing pressing, would, we don't fancy him. Where would you go? I'd go, I'd go Liverpool for sure. But again, I can't, I can't ever see that happening. I don't know why. It just doesn't mm -hmm. seem right. I, I don't think they will have the money for it. If and if they don't get Champions League, he's, he's no, there's no chance of him going there, mm -hmm. and there's no chance of him going Chelsea. Unfortunately, I think <laughs> they, they wouldn't sell us 
Serge Aurier if we bid 60 million for him, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They might, they might go for that one. But yeah, no, that's a good point. I think, uh, unfortunately for you, I can't imagine it goes to Chelsea. So uh, look, that's exactly what we need, to be fair. As yeah. well. That's what every club needs at the moment. And there's, there's three of them that Lukaku, Kane, Haaland. I think they're the three that everyone's thinking, who do we yeah. fancy? And who can afford Haaland? It only looks like Man City, right? Can anyone else really afford them? Really, in this current climate? I mean, I think, maybe. I think yeah, maybe. But I mean, they have to wait a year, apparently, is the rumour, because Lewandowski. Is Haaland really going to sit out a year? No Champions League football as it stands? Yeah. As it stands, yeah. 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 I, think it's a waste these days. Oh, I think it's a waste of these days in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's a it's a one team league now, like done and dusted. Like there's no coming back from it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and uh, just to flip it on its other side, so it's like who wants to take Kane? And it's like still like Levy is notorious for being like a hard negotiator. I think uh, I was reading that uh, when it came to selling Berbatov to United, Alex Ferguson described negotiations as more painful than his hip replacement. <laughs> like, he's pro- like he's a proper businessman and like goes for it. It shows like with Berbatov, who else, Modric and Bale, like he's all three of them like proper hard sales as well. And, uh, and I remember the Leon chairman was talking about when they were buying Ndombele and he was saying he was just basically hated him, said he would never deal with him again. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. he, he, notoriously, he's not great, is he? Uh, no. And I still, that's a huge thing. You know, if, if Levy says, look, I'm not selling to a rival, would Harry Kane really hand a transfer request in? Is he the sort of guy that would say, I need out? Because in a second, we're going to talk about who's going to replace Jose Mourinho. Uh, and, mm-hmm. may, and, you know, Ryan Mason yesterday said they're four or five years behind Man City. Harry Kane's 28 in July. Mm-hmm. That would mean he's 33 when they're on a par, apparently. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen there? Would he really hand a transfer request in? There's a lot of ifs and buts, isn't there? I, I think it's a tough one. It would be a big heartbreaker to the Spurs fans, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, I, it remember, I remember when Coutinho handed in a transfer request and like heads went down a bit from there. But Harry Kane, one of your own, the yeah. hand in a transfer request, to go to one of the rivals, most probably, mm-hmm. I think that would be a hard one to come back for for Spurs. Yeah. I like Speaking to like, Spurs mates, though, they, like, I don't think anyone... They wouldn't like begrudge him leaving at all. It was just they like if they want to see him do well, they almost kind of like oh he need, he needs to leave. But again, they were saying like if he wins one trophy at Spurs, would that mean more than you know as like five trophies at Man City? But I can't really see them winning a trophy to be honest. Oh, no way, no way. No. They, no, how can they win a trophy? I know they got to the League Cup final. Let's take the League Cup away. How could they win a trophy? I, I, I don't know. Well, if he wants to, he's not going to win the Premier League or Champions League, I suppose. No. No. And Europa oh. League, hard. I think the away days are just too tough. That, that defence, no, mm. I think it's wrong. That's, that's, that's our good. That leads on perfectly to our next question. So let's move on then. So, Tottenham, next manager. And you look at this, and we're, we're going along for people. So, Sarri, the ex Chelsea boss, Louis, you know him well, two to one. Nuno at Wolves doing a Doing a good job, having a really bad spell at the moment, four to one. We've got Scott Parker, looks like they're going to get relegated. We'll talk about that later, eight to one. Ryan Mason, 10 to one, no experience. Graham Potter, the best manager in the world. No, joking. <laughs> As a Brighton fan, you know, he couldn't begrudge him. I don't think he's done enough to really deserve the Tottenham boss job quite yet. Uh, Benitez was an interesting one. 
at 12 to 1, and Brendan Rogers at 14 to 1. Now, you look at that list, and that was yesterday morning. Um, sorry, this morning. You look at that list, and it doesn't inspire me with a lot of confidence. I'll start with you, Louis. Out of that list or someone else, who's going to be the Tottenham manager next season? Well, I think Benitez there is quite a good as a betting man. 12 to 1. <laughs> would, you want him, would you want him at your club? I think he would do a good job with with Spurs. You make okay, you said that about Marino, make them hard to beat, but I think he he he's got I don't know. I think Benitez would do quite well. Just just he knows the Premier League well. Um someone like I mean Ryan Mason is definitely not getting it. Uh Parker, that is he really if if Spurs got Parker, is that gonna convince Kane to stay? I think there's no no chance. I think that's probably quite a bit quite important to this. I don't think I I don't think Sarri would fit that well at Spurs either. Um I think Benitez would be quite a good job. And Rogers if they could get him, but I don't I don't see why he would leave Leicester for Spurs at the moment, especially if they get top four. Yeah, I think that's a, a good evaluation. Danny, what do you think? Agree with that? Or do you think there's anyone you could see there maybe taking over? I'm not sure. I think it's like all down to Daniel Levy. So Daniel Levy's been at Spurs since 2001, is it? So I think he's the longest serving or the longest current serving chief exec slash chairman at a Premier League club. And he's like quite notorious, like being difficult to get along with from a manager's perspective. Like he's gone through them quickly over the past 20 years. Um, and I think the likes of Rogers and Benitez, who have both clashed with the upper ups uh, in the past, means that they probably wouldn't be a good fit. I think that's what happened with Mourinho as well. Like they didn't get along well. Uh, I think like. Um, He's very hands-on, Levy. Like, once things done his way, he's a Tottenham fan, so he's obviously passionate about it. But I'm just a bit concerned that he sees it as, like, his little toy or project or whatever you have. Um, yeah, won't be Mason. Uh, can see Parker getting there, because it's up, but he just hasn't got the experience. But at the same time, it'd be very much like, all right, Scott, you're the coach. And you'll you're just gonna have to work with what I give you, and I feel like you, you, they could a relationship could come from that. Um, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure. It's a hard one to call, really, because I think he's just a difficult person to work with. Yeah. It's quite a there's not that many managers around to be honest. Like, I mean, when we sacked Lampard, I wasn't. I mean, Tuchel kind of fit perfectly because he had just been sacked as well, but. Um, Really, I don't know what Daniel Levy was ever thinking. Sacking, sacking Pochettino, I just it's got to be one of the stupidest decisions you could do. Yeah, he took a massive gamble and it's blown up in his face, basically. Spectacularly, yeah. he thought the team was much better than it was. I got some names for you boys that maybe could fit the bill, and you can tell me I'm wrong or right. Eddie Howe, do we think he's off the Celtic? Not good enough. A lot yeah. better. Is he, is he better than Pogba, though? More experienced? Okay. Steven Gerrard, if the Liverpool job didn't come out, would he take the Tottenham job? If you said to Steven Gerrard now, there's the Spurs job. These are very much outsiders, Gerrard. No, I don't think he'd do it. I think he's looking to like build a reputation and a programme at Rangers. Like He's won one league there. I think he's looking to build on that. Mm. Yeah. There's no rush. 
Yeah, you no that's the other thing. It's such a bit like if you're a manager, it is such a big risk now to go for that Spurs job because like you're you need to succeed there. Like there's a lot of pressure on you. So I imagine a lot of them are just like wiping their hands of it. It's like, nah, it's not for me. It's like I'll bow out. Yeah, such a risk. I got two more names for you. International managers, Gareth Southgate or Roberto Martinez. They're the only ones I can see an outside shot if one of the teams don't do well, international teams, I'm guessing they wait for the summer. If a Belgium or England, hope not England, don't have the best Euros, maybe, I don't know. But oh, Martinez, yeah, I thought you said Mancini. No, no, Masters, yeah, Belgium, I suppose. It, his time could be coming to an end at Belgium. Would I think yeah. Masters, yeah, actually, quite, quite attacking football, quite pleased on the eye, not defensive. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I it, I said, well, we said it before. It kind of depends if if Levy wants to kind of go cheap and see what he can get. If he'll yeah. go for like Parker, or if he, or if he wants kind of more like kind of not guaranteed, but just results and to try and get into the top four. I don't know. Is is uh, what's his name? Allegri linked at all? Because yeah, been- but not being horrible to Tottenham, and I hope there's no Tottenham fans watching this. But he's gonna get a big job, isn't he? He's waiting for a big job. I mean. If he was, I, I can't, you were right earlier, I think Danny mentioned it. This is an awful job to walk into. This is a young manager that's like going to prove himself or it's going to take a really steady head that's going to go right. Because you're going to lose Gareth Bale. He's going to go back playing golf in Madrid, which he wants to do, let's be honest. You're going to lose Harry Kane, potentially. You've got a defence that needs probably a whole new back five. Um, and this is a huge job. And it, it's one that is a, it comes with a, a, a lot of risk. So I don't know if a lot, a lot of people would take this on. Yeah, but they'll guaranteed a decent wage. So it's a bit like the Chelsea job used to be. People said, oh, no one wants to take it because you'll just get sacked. But you get paid off well and your reputation doesn't really get damaged because mm. everyone, sacked, everyone gets sacked at Chelsea. So you just move on to another job. Yeah, yeah but Levy, I mean, he did pay Jose Mourinho extremely high wage against this sort of, against yeah. his mob. Normally, but is he going to do that again? I don't know. He might. He might have learned his lesson. What was the payout? Thirty million pounds. Thirty million. I'm not sure if that was just for him or it included his backroom staff. But I mm. don't think it did. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not really. I think he's on the ESL money, and he's just yeah. shutting himself in the foot there. Massively. Yeah. I think you're right. When you quickly make a point about how stupid it was, really, to sack him before the final. I think if you're going to sack him anyway, which they probably were, just let him have one. <laughs> if you're going to trust someone to to beat Guardiola in a final, you rather, if it's one game, you'd rather have Mourinho against him than. than uh, yeah, do you know? Do you know the fact? Would you know the truth? He's the only, he's the yeah. only manager to beat yeah. Guardiola in a final, or something. Yeah. yeah, he's the only manager to beat Guardiola in a domestic final. There you go, and it's Pat. And my word, Spurs were awful yesterday. <laughs> they it's were lucky that was one nil. Yeah, so lucky. Oh, that's what they need to do. They need to, like, get Hugo, get him a new contract. You can't let him leave. Like, he kept them in the game. Like, that would be massive to lose. Like, you, the manager, Harry Kane, the top goal scorer and top assist in the team and the Premier League, and then to lose your captain as well. It would yeah. be an absolute nightmare for them. Always kind of taking the, the piss out of Lloris a bit, but he is actually, he's actually, he is a good goalkeeper. And he's been having a good season. Yeah, you're getting yesterday. And, and yeah. I'm not sure. You look at his errors. He makes a lot of errors, leads the goal. He but does. He does. You say that, that yesterday is Spurs' biggest game of the season. 
Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah. That's before he's their man of the match. Yeah, mm. definitely. You're right. Well, the, the the rest didn't really do much. Harry Kane didn't have a shot. Um, I didn't see Son the whole game. Uh, they, they didn't bring in Dobley on, which I thought was a bit strange. Dobley, they yeah, on. I know. My, my mate was having a go at him. For I, I really understand you're losing 1-0 and, and you don't bring on your Mr. Sack mm. midfielder. But then Ryan made the goal. Okay. Yeah, which was that was a strange. Yeah, we'll find out, but we will find out very soon what something we're going to do in the summer. And good luck to them. (laughs) That is going to be a tough job. Uh, And Daniel Levy doesn't like to put his hand in his pocket. You made both make good points there. No Super League, losing big, big players, and not just players, characters. Um, It's this Super League. They might be out of Europe for a couple of seasons. Looking at that squad. Anyway, next season, if Kane leaves, obviously. And they get and they have a, a Scott Parker around Mason. Right, we're gonna move on. So we're gonna talk about promotion and relegation. Let's do promotion first. Let's go, let's go to the, the championship. Here, the championship's hotting up. Now, Danny, you I asked you a question yesterday and you got it right. I asked, are we on the brink of history? And you said, Yeah, we might be. What is the brink of history? What could happen for the first time ever in the championship? So for the first time since the Premier League came to be in 1992, we could have uh, the three teams that are relegated from last season to spend just the one season in the championship and all go back up again. So Norwich and Watford uh, have secured their promotion. And if Bournemouth win the playoffs, that'll be all three relegated sides going straight back up again. And that would be the first time in Premier League history that that has occurred. I think they say it was only it's only five times that two of them have gone straight back up. So it is it's really, yeah. So it guarantees for that to be the sixth time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, could be a history-making season. And no one wants that, really. No one wants Bournemouth back up. <laughs> really, who do you want? Know, like Liverpool won the league when it was these twenty teams, so uh, <laughs> it might work in our favour. Well, who do we want then? We've got Brentford, who have a game in hand on 78. We have Bournemouth on 77, Swansea and Barnsley on 77. They can't be caught. This is the playoffs now. So yeah. there are two games to go, apart from Brentford have a game in hand. Um, so Brentford have three games left. Uh, who, who would you want, Danny? Who do you want to... You want Bournemouth, obviously, for Liverpool, which makes sense. Uh, um, um, I don't want Bournemouth, actually, because we've got Southampton and Brighton already, and that is enough for the South Coast in terms of Premier League football teams. Um, I would love the fairy tale story of Barnsley. I'm not sure if you're aware, but they spent the majority of last season in the relegation zone and just managed to escape it in the end. Um, so for them to come up this season would be fantastic. And it's another, it's another northern side, which is never a bad thing. Uh, second favourite would be Swansea, because I think they play nice football. Don't mind them. Um, yeah. Don't want Brentford or Bournemouth. Just don't want Brentford or Bournemouth. That's interesting. Louis, who do you want? Um, I wouldn't mind Brentford. Like just a new, a new London team, another West London derby. But that's exactly why I don't want Brentford in. <laughs> <laughs> um, new stadium and everything. But um, I quite like Swansea. I don't know what. Like I like them when they're in the league before, and they've got one of our players on loan there, uh, Gwehi, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but the centre-back, and he's apparently, he's been he's on a two-year loan there, and he's been really good apparently, and if they come up, then he would stay there to, I don't know, just 
some more uh, experience in the Premier League. And I think their manager's the the manager who won the under seventeen World Cup with England. So they've got a lot of like young English players. And yeah, don't mind Swansea coming back up. Bournemouth absolutely not. Barnsley would be quite cool, but then I think it'd just be a bit like Huddersfield where they just way just completely out of their depth. Hey, Huddersfield stayed up for a season. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. one of the worst teams ever to stay up. I don't know how they stayed yeah, well, up. We got promoted with them. Oh, you know, us Newcastle, they, they did very well. Did very well. And that was a stat for you. The first time ever in Premier League history, Huddersfield, Brighton, Newcastle, three promoted teams stayed up. That's another little bit of history for you. Now, I've got, so we're looking at the uh, promotion now. I will give you a bit of stats here. Goals scored, bought Brentford um, 73, Bournemouth 73. Barnsley and Swansea, 54-56, respectively. Now, if we go by the fixtures, Brentford have a game in hand. They've got a very nice game. They've got two home games. So I was assuming they come third. Brentford come fourth. Sorry, Bournemouth come fourth. So do we think the mighty Barnsley and Swansea, can they can they do it over two legs? Do you think they can, they can, they can cause an upset? Yeah, I, th- I think like it's the playoffs, isn't it? Anything can happen sort of thing. Um, it does. It isn't. It's quite rare. I think that a team that finishes six ends up winning promotion. I think. I think it's only happened once in the last ten years, um, which is even more reason to support Barnsley in the quest for Premier League promotion. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I think it's tough, isn't it? Um, well, I don't know if you know this, but the top goal scorer. Ivan Tony, which I really want Brighton to sign, has scored 29 goals this season. No one else is near him. Their next top goal scorer is eight. But Bournemouth are a joke. They have loads of goal scorers chipping in. Um, so it's going to be tough. It, I think if one team can beat Bournemouth, it could be Swansea over two legs. But of course, it's the championship. They're, they're all separated by one point. You might get Barnsley. They might finish third. And they might... They might Get the home advantage. Um, so we've all gone for then. So Louis, you're saying you're saying that uh, Swansea and Danny is hoping for you for, for a bit of a no. Danny, who do you want? You change your mind. I'd go Barnsley, really. I think. Yeah, Barnsley. Okay, perfect. Louis trying to get out of the stream there. That's my okay. Yeah. We're <laughs> back. Right, we're moving away from there. Then, so that's what we're saying. That's obviously got a lot of running. If Bournemouth do get promoted, we're going to see a bit of history as well, which would be great. Now we're going to talk about relegation quickly and go over it, which is always is actually making me so nervous as a Brighton fan. So the relegation battle, we have Sheffield United are done. They were relegated, yet somehow beat Brighton 1-0 at home. Even they got relegated. And the worst thing was about it, they were fighting for their lives. I thought Brighton were going to turn up and roll them 5-0. They were like time-wasting. They wanted that. And I was like, where did this come from? Um, we've got West Brom, 25 Last-minute goal versus Aston Villa. We've got Fulham, 27. Last-minute goal by Arsenal. Matt Ryan flick on. Then we got Brighton, 34. Newcastle, 36. Southampton. How are Southampton on 36 points? About one win about 20 games. Uh, they do have a game in hand, though. And we have Burnley on 36. Who just won 4 out Wolves. So, what do we reckon? Obviously, Sheffield United are down. I'll start with you, Louis. Who's joining Sheffield United in the Championship next season? West Brom and Fulham. You're, going to, you're just going straight to it. West Brom and Fulham, right? No no yeah. drama. It's going to be simple. They're the two going down, yeah? Yeah. If West Brom got that goal, uh, didn't concede in the last minute, and what awful goal to concede as well. 
Uh, Shocking. Awful. I, I don't know what the guy is not clearing it for. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing there. Trying to chest uh, it down for the keeper. Ah. Yeah. The 95th minute. Well, no, 93rd. Um, yeah. uh, they could have had a chance. They'd been on a bit of a roll. Fulham, I thought, like five games ago, five, ten games ago, that they were definitely going to stay up. But they kept on playing well and not winning. And then I think they've just kind of got to the stage where they're not playing as well anymore. And yeah. I think it's just too late. Too late for them. Yeah, you um, say you don't scare me and say that because it's only seven points. And I looked at Fulham's fixtures. They've got they've got Chelsea away, Burnley yeah. at home. That's the one, isn't it? Burnley at home in the next one. Uh, Southampton, who one win in about twenty. Man United, who probably won't be playing for anything. Newcastle at home. They're not bad. Five fixtures. Uh, Chelsea away. Sorry, after Champions League, you'd assume them to lose that. The four games. There's nine points there. There's nine. There's not. It's a tough ask. Mm. Um, but you never know. Danny, what do you reckon? Like, oh, no, I think this is going to be a deflated relegation battle. I think the majority of the teams involved will lose the remaining of their games. Like, West Brom have got a difficult run in. Foot, like, you just went through Fulham's fixes then. That's a difficult run in. I think Brighton have a couple of easy games. But I think you've got, have you got Arsenal still? Got Arsenal away last game of the season. See, that's a win for you, I think. Not a win for us. We've got Leeds at home, Wolves away, West Ham, Man City at home. We're only playing top half team now. Teams uh, now. Uh, Arsenal. However, we do perform better against teams in the top half. Uh, we can't. Exactly. But um, if only you were playing Liverpool, we love giving points to the teams in the relegation battle. Yeah, you, uh, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Same with uh, well. yeah. yeah, I think I think that's it now. I think. The league will stay in the bottom half. It'll stay as it is. So Sheffield bottom, West Brom, then Fulham. No, go down. Lovely. Well, I hope you're both right there because if next week Fulham beat Chelsea away and we lose the Leeds, we're back on this podcast. I'll be like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> and I do not like Fulham Newcastle last game of the season. I just do not like. We're going to Arsenal and Brighton. We've done this before. We will. I, I, don't, I don't like it until we win that next game. It one bit. Um, Southampton 36, one win in 20. Are we assuming 36 is probably enough points already? If they I were think that's probably it. Yeah, I can't see Fulham getting you know not more than nine points. They've got a better goal difference, got a much better goal difference. Southampton, I Southampton would probably get a win. They've got to play Southampton as well. Um, we mm -hmm. say in Southampton are probably going to be okay, just yeah, they've been a bit disappointed, really. I thought they were going to yeah. be good this season. And I yeah. thought Hasanoff might be a good fit for Spurs, but his stock's kind of fallen massively in the last year. Can't really be losing 0-0 twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The saying, the saying goes that it's normally like 40 points just safe. And I, I think we'll see like quite a few teams like not reach 40 points this year. Like Bur Burnley will get there, I think. Not sure about Southampton still. They could like draw two games, then lose the other three or four um, and not make it. Same with Newcastle, same with Brighton. Yeah, I like, it's just not not very good teams, but like scrapping for it, really. Yeah, no, and no home advantage either. You've got no crowd to pick you up, get you going. I think that's sometimes really hard, isn't it? Those teams at the bottom, and it can work away from home while teams get more points away from home. But sometimes you just need that crowd, don't you? That that, that 12th man to get yeah. and get that result. Yeah. And that's not been happening. And also we've had 
again, Fulham, they, they drew last minute. Matt Ryan, flick on. West Brom, aren't giving, they aren't giving it up. So we stick with that. I'm going to agree with you and hopefully that will be that. Uh, right, last one then. This is the big one. Are we going to see English teams dominate in the Champions League and Europa League again? So a couple of years ago, we had Arsenal-Chelsea Europa League final and we had Liverpool-Tottenham Champions League final. Danny, you were at Madrid for that one, you for the Champions League final? Yeah, it was good crack. Good day out, wasn't it? Oh, it was so hot. It yeah. was unbearable in the afternoon, actually. I went for the atmosphere and it was horrible. It was actually, I saw Liverpool fans tops off and like, you're not going to make the game. It was a late, was it a 9pm kickoff? It was late, wasn't it? You probably can't. 9pm yeah, 9 Spanish time. Yeah, and then I think 8pm UK time. Yeah, you're right. and then obviously, Louis, obviously you went to Baku, right? I went to like look into it, but I wouldn't actually have been allowed because uh, my mom. I would have been. I would have been like like Mkhitaryan wouldn't wasn't allowed to play, was he? I would have been uh, like shoved off the plane or whatever. Wouldn't have been allowed to play. Yeah, the hardest use of this podcast now into politics. Now we're getting into politics. Remind me the game. You won four 0 right? Four one. They scored. They, oh, so oh, we went three 0 up, and they scored a, a a pretty good goal. I think Awobi scored, and then we scored straight away after that. So, yeah, so it both, was an enjoyable one. You are both very happy. That's so good to see that Chelsea Liverpool fan. This year, are we going to see Chelsea versus Man City and Manchester United versus Arsenal? We we'll start Champions League. Start with that first. So, Man City PSG. Uh, both Man City and Chelsea are away and then home. Is that an advantage with no fans? I don't know if I can let you both decide that. Danny, I'll start with you. Let's go for Man City, PSG. Who are you backing? PSG, I think. I think they're... Because the, City like to play at the high line. And I think Mbappe and Neymar are ragged with that. Like, they'll absolutely go, like, rioting with that sort of thing. And I've never... Like, because City always like to play on the front foot. I think this is the first proper opposition they'll come up against. Bear in mind that they played Dortmund, fair enough, but then like uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Like this is the first proper like elite uh, opposition they're coming up against. I think they'll be a bit shocked about it. And then PSG the same way. Like they played what Barca in the last sixteen and Bayern in the quarters. Like they're getting they're having scalps of fun at the moment. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, that's good analysis. Uh, Lou, what do you think? Um, it's difficult. Seeing the way Neymar and Mbappe played against Bayern Munich, I think they seem to just being like attacking the whole of Bayern's team just by themselves, just doing one twos like it was FIFA. And I think, I think they could do. I think they could do the same thing to Man City. I think that. Yeah, I. I it's it's really too close to call. I think. I think. I'd rather PSG. City, to be honest, I just if we got to the final, I wouldn't want to play City, even though we just beat them. I just, yeah, couldn't take that. Maybe a tough one. I think the thing with Man City, and we've seen it all season that with, with no number nine, obviously they're not playing Aguero Jesus. It does make, make a huge difference in the Champions League. You don't get as many chances, but I have seen PSG against Bayern Munich. They give you a lot of chances. They really do. They're like, okay, we attack. They don't keep a lot of clean sheets. They lost to Barcelona at home. They lost to Bayern Munich at home. They lost to Manchester United at home. So in big games at home, they're not great. Now, away from home, when you don't, when you don't have the ball as much, they are devastating on the counter-attack. But Man City do have a very, very good defence. 
So he's going to be one of those. It's going to be a lottery, isn't it? It's going to be, can Man City really take their chances about number nine? And and Mbappe, is he good to go? There was a, He got subbed off his last game, so there is a rumour he might not make it. Yeah, it was a little... I think it was like a dead leg, wasn't it? But like, oh, right. granted, he scored two goals. Uh, yeah. And I think it was literally right at the end of the game. They were three one up. It's like, let's not take any risks. Let's get him off. And he walked off a bit, seeming fine. So, yeah, I think it'd be good to go. Yeah. And call him right. I think it's a bit to do, depending on Guardiola, because the last few years, every big game in the Champions League, he seems to have just lost his head, really. Like against Leon last, last year. Playing five at the back when what you know, do no need to watch. Yeah, well, I think he could have, a, yeah. could have like a brain fart again. Yeah, and I think well, I'm not sure exactly. I need to look at it, but I think Pochettino had a fairly decent record against Guardiola. I suppose I know they beat him in for in the Champions League before. Um, um, yeah, I think it's one ten lost three, but obviously like. That means nothing when the biggest game they've had against each other is the Champions League quarters. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's going to be yeah. an absolute blockbuster. I'm looking forward to that, actually, because it's going to be an absolute chess match. I think Man City will just play it slowly. And obviously, the PSG, you're so right. Though. If Neymar, his shooting boots were not there against Bayern Munich, but if he turns up and Mbappe, it's going to be a good one for the neutral. Then we've got Chelsea and Real Madrid. Um, that is a huge one, and again, it's at the well, it's not the Bernabeu, is it? It's at Real Madrid's training ground, <laughs> and then it's at uh, Stamford Bridge. European nights, isn't it? Yeah. I know. I'll start with you. I'll go on, good job. I'll go Louis first. As the Chelsea fan, what do you think? You're at Real Madrid's third. Do you think you're going to win the Champions League final? I'm oh, bizarrely quite confident about it when I'm never usually am. I don't know. I think for the champ, we're perfectly set up for the Champions League. We don't really look like conceding in. Most games, I know the West Brom game was a bit of a freak, freak match. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think they're missing a few players as well. I think if we just keep it tight, I don't think there's going to be many goals in it. I could see tomorrow being nil-nil for sure. Um, I think it's just going to be who takes their chance or who makes a mistake. But I don't think there's going to be much in it either. I know they've they've got the uh, you know experience and stuff, but I know it. Yeah. A difficult one, but I, I think we'll, I think we'll sneak through. Do you think you'll get an away goal? I think it's going to be nil nil tomorrow. Because yeah, the thing I think with Chelsea is when you play three five two, and I've watched a lot of Chelsea season. Brighton the same. We play three five two. That doesn't create, doesn't create a lot of clear cut opportunities. It really does. It's very negative. And if it's nil nil. That's a tough one to defend the way at the Stamford Bridge. You know, they get one, you need two. That's a nervy scoreline. Are you not going to go there and try and get a goal? Or would you take nil-nil? Uh, no, I don't think I would take nil-nil. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the question. Danny, what do you reckon? You've obviously just played Real Madrid. Liverpool played them. Um, oh, yeah, cheers for that. Yeah, I know. Sorry, buddy. I know. So do you think they've got the tools to beat Chelsea? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just sort of like... In the way that PSG versus Man City will be a game of who can take their chances, I feel like Real Madrid versus Chelsea will be a game of who can take the chance. Like there won't be much in it really. Uh, I think Madrid have come; they're coming off like two nil nils. I think they drew against Real Betis at the weekend, but but still like dominated the game in terms of shots, possession, etc. Um, 
Yeah, I'm with Lou. I feel like I can see nil-nil, really, unless there's a goal in the first half. If it's nil-nil, yeah. I'll be nil-nil, I think. But that's what it is. I think that's what um, I was hoping for in the second leg against them. Because that finished nil-nil. It's like we just needed a goal for that game to come alive. And that's the case for Real Madrid-Chelsea. One goal and the whole tie becomes alive and everyone just yeah. has to go at it then. Yeah, we need that. If you look at those midfield battles, they are very good midfielders. Cruz, Cruz, Modric, Casemiro against probably Kante. Uh, I don't know who he play actually. Lou, you know better than me. Who would he play the three in midfield? Go Kante, Mount, and probably Kovacic. He's you... he's injured, so it's going to be Jorginho. Okay, but still, teams um, yeah. keep the ball very very can be slow and progressive. Um, I can see Mount there really running at people. It does yeah, well, technically plays in the front three, but he kind of moves around everywhere in midfield so yeah and Kante like he's been back to his best recently when he's mm. been fit so yeah I like it's their midfield really is that they've you know, they've won three Champions Leagues together I think and um, I don't think Casemiro won the first one no, he didn't uh, they they just they know how each other play and yeah it's going to be difficult but I think I think we've got enough to beat them for sure yeah well let's hope that early goal then because we're not we've not sold that game many of you always be watching this going they said it'd be nil nil and if the answer is no shots on target no shots it looks like an absolute ball fest but okay yeah, that's good. Here first. yeah yeah we need an early goal early goal we celebrate we go so we're looking like we're sort of saying psg man city absolute lottery and i actually pretty agree louis i think chelsea might steal it um, if it's nil nil the first leg, though, I'd actually back. I'd back Real Madrid then to get an away goal, um, but it's not going to set the world alight, is it? Really? Mm. But okay, and we move on. Europa League. Um, Arsenal against Villarreal. Now they are again away from home first against Emery, who's got a fantastic record Europa League. Manchester United, the only English team to play the home leg first against Roma. Uh, we start with. Let's go Arsenal. Um, really tough opponent this one I think Villarreal a lot of teams just a lot of people writing writing them off thinking Arsenal will get to a final um, could be a tricky they've got a lot of good young players I'll start with you Louis uh, who do you think will progress? Well I would love Arsenal to lose but uh, I I know I actually think Villarreal might go through I think I think Arsenal have been I say turn, turning it on for the Europa League but it's not hard. You every English team who plays in the Europa League should should be going to the semi final if they're not playing each other most Agreed. of the time. I think. It's not an achievement. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and yeah, and that's how bad. Like I think who have Arsenal played? Ben Benfica, who are fourth, third in the Portuguese league. Yeah. Olympiacos, um, Slavia Prague, was it? Yeah, like, they're, they're teams nice. who are your fourth team in the Champions League group stage most of the time. Yeah. Um, but, then, but I think Villarreal they've been pretty decent this season and I think Emery has something to prove um, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting game I think yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go for Villarreal to go through Villarreal love it Danny Villarreal, I'm actually going to Villarreal as well Villarreal to Villarreal clean sweep or are you going to back Arsenal uh, I'll back Villarreal obviously just like they're close to us here, aren't they? Uh, I don't want Arsenal to do anything either. It'd just be funny for them to just have like a nothing season. Uh, but having said that, it was I, I went to the second leg uh, of the semi-final of Arsenal Valencia uh, back when they made a couple of years ago when they made the Europa League final, 
Uh, and they were on fire that night. Fire that night. Lacazette scored a hat trick. Uh, I think it literally depends what Arsenal side shows up. Like that's one that that's a tie that could like I can see going to extra time after like two one all draws sort of thing. Maybe even to penalties or Arsenal could like run away with it, sort of like a five two five one aggregate score. I think. Yeah. Well, look at Arsenal last round. You know, Slavia Prague, they beat Rangers, they beat Leicester. They get a last-minute goal at Arsenal 1-1. I'm, I'm thinking that's done. I'm thinking Arsenal, they've got no character. They're going to sprint into a 3-0 lead out of nowhere. Um, and it's like, well, sorry, where's this Arsenal in the Premier League? Because I definitely yeah. don't see it week in, week out. I would hate I it. It's a social experiment, yeah. it must be. Because it must be, so, you never know what's going to turn up. You, you watch yeah. them at home. It's impossible to predict it there. I don't yeah, how, how you, but we're sitting now going, ah, you know, Let's be honest, Arsenal, maybe their players need that. They need that motivation. The Sackers, the Smith Rose, the Lacazettes, the Bamiyang will come back from malaria. Um, you know, maybe that's what they need is that that big night for motivate. Maybe they don't have much motivation. And maybe that's Arteta's fault. Is he good enough to motivate his players? He doesn't seem like the sort of guy that's gonna be screaming and shouting. And they've never had that of Arsenal Wenger, maybe Emery. So maybe that's what they need. But it's um they are a funny club, and Louis, you picked the right one. Chelsea, not Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> a stressful, stressful. Okay, next one. Manchester United, Roma. United are at home first. Tough, tough, little tricky, tricky one. This because everyone again is thinking Man United will get to the final. Let's just remind ourselves: last season, Manchester United lost to Sevilla um, at this stage and didn't really perform. Bruno Fernandez hasn't scored an open play goal in 15 games. The goals definitely are drying up now. They don't. They, I don't think Solskjaer really knows his best team either. Is it Cavani? Is it Greenwood up front? So, Danny, I'll start with you this time. As a Liverpool fan, I'm sure I know what you're hoping for. But are Man United going to beat Roma? Not only beat them at home and not concede, then go to Rome. What do you fancy? So tough. I, I I'm really looking forward to that picture. I think that's after PSG Man City. This is the second game. I'm really or second tie. I'm really looking forward to, I think. Um, yeah, you say like Solskjaer doesn't really know his best team, his best attacking force. Can work in his favour. Like, how on earth do you prepare to defend against them or go up against them? Um, like, the Roman defenders will be like, they'll be watching plenty of videos on like numerous players in preparation for it. Uh, but I would just love it. Chris Smalling. Big header up against Maguire. Bosh. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> the, the scenes, the turmoil. Yeah, yeah. He, he's celebrating Roma. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm back in Roma. Yeah. yeah. We, we do have to remember that Manchester United did go to AC Milan and who obviously a second in the league and get a 1-0 away win. After drawing the first leg 1-1, they went to San Siro. Uh, Zlatan was back. However, this is a semi-final. And Manchester United aren't good at semi-finals under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They do not win semi-finals that people keep forgetting. Uh, Louis, what do you what do you think? Um, I think Man United have pretty much cruised through all of their uh, the Ace Milan one aside, but they still, you know, they still kind of got through fairly easily. Um, I think they're a bit too good for the Europa League, and yeah, they had a hard group in the Champions League, and I think it's quite it's showing now that it's they've breezed through. Um, but Roma, they're you know, a big European team. They they've kind of sacked off the league now. I think they 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 can't get top four. Um, 
yeah, it's a big, big game, man. Um, I think, I think, I think United will do it. To be honest, I think they might get a, a one nil, one nil win at Old Trafford, and then I think that'll be enough to see them through. I, but, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that that's what you know, now? Then can they get a clean sheet at Old Trafford? Because we know these ties work, and they conceded goals at home. AC Milan was was a, a last minute one. They didn't beat Sociedad at home. And they've not won a European home game. I think it's got there's quite a few at the whole knockout stages. So it's one of those if they concede an away goal, you've then got to go to a big European stage on a big night and perform. And, and you look at that team and who's going to deliver sometimes for Man United? I look at Rashford and think, okay, if you don't beat someone, who's he looking at? Where's his inspiration? Because it's not Martial with four Premier League goals and he's now injured. Cavani wants to leave. Sort of seems like they're going through a little bit of a transition now. A little bit, they're, they're slowing down. It's a big ask. I, I think. I, I think Bruno's, as you said, he's he's burnt out at the moment. He's, oh, yeah. He was playing so many games for United when he didn't need to. I think he played when they won four nil. They already beat Sociedad four nil, and he's and he played about seventy minutes of the return he, leg. They put him captain. Like, yeah, there's no need. I think he's played played too much over the last year. And he hasn't hasn't looked the same recently, um, so I think it's probably coming in a good time for Roma. Yeah, um, but I think I think all all four semi-finals in in Europe they're all going to be close ones. I think I think the first goal in the games is just so important. I think it changes yeah. it completely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go on, Danny. You got something to say? Uh, I was just saying, like as great as it would be to like how impressive it would be to have four English teams uh, cover the European finals. Uh, in well for two of the three years and the the two champions Tottenham and Liverpool the two Champions League teams not to even be featuring in the semi-final is very impressive at the same time there is the very real chance that all English sides could just be knocked out of the semi-finals and it, that would be quite I love it. I think, wouldn't it I love yeah. that I love, you're, not, you're not in anymore like you're not in it you're all not in it yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no one says that I mean it's so right on you. I mean, that that there's a, there's a huge the Champions League is a coin toss for me, and you're right. A lot of there's a lot of big match winners, and you're so right. You know, with they're, they're all good juicy ties. You look on the paper, Arsenal have it the easiest, but I wouldn't say they do because Arsenal are quite an average team. I think we'd all admit that they look really poor. So yeah, I think you're right. Imagine that if we're sitting here and they all lose the first leg, you're like, what, what what went wrong there? Uh, likewise, do we want to see all the English teams be in the Europa League and Champions League? Um, I don't know really. Does it does it just show that maybe you know you look at the ESL and people say financial fair play is not fair? Look at the Premier League and, and the clubs make way a lot more money than the rest. And and again, because it is that fair as well. Um, but we 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 we, uh, we don't want to talk about the Super League again, do we? we? We've let that behind us now. We're not in the Super League. It's gone. No more of that rubbish. Uh, and we've heard actually. Having said that, how funny would it be for Real Madrid to win the Champions League? Perez having to be cozying up next to the UEFA president and all that stuff after he's just he's been the spearhead of the ESL and then his UEFA competition. There, there were so many. I was listening to the Tuchel press conference earlier, and some of the questions he was getting asked were so were awful. So there, there's lots of like rumours that Real Madrid aren't. Uh, they're worried that UEFA are gonna can like come back to haunt them by like bad refereeing decisions or something. And they asked they asked him they asked Tuchel about this, and he's like, "Well, what's he gonna say? What's he meant to say there?" Obviously, he just has to say like, "You know, you trust the referees to do their job." And it's, 
So I think they're just putting pressure on him uh, about that. And they also asked him, um, oh, do you think the neutrals who would have been supporting Chelsea now uh, are gonna, not going to want to not going to want them to win anymore. And Tuchel was like, well, what's so they're going to support Real Madrid instead, who are, who are still in it and they're still spreading <laughs> it. So it's just stupid questions about, about the Super Bowl. I think that's really interesting, your first point about officials, because the reason he thinks that, we're not all stupid. We know Real Madrid and Barcelona have had good refereeing decisions in the past. I mean, go back to the Drogba against Chelsea. They're cheating at this. It's been very well known that before VAR, you play those Spanish clubs, and there are some awful refereeing decisions. And I don't want to say it's corruption, but I'm going to say that there's definitely a little bit of power at the top. You look at Old Trafford for United. They used to get so many penalties. And they did. And they were never really... It was a name, wasn't it? And the reason he's sweating a little bit is probably thinking he knows what it's like. And he knows what influence you can have. And he knows in a big game tomorrow, a decision that might, you know, VAR might not overturn it. Do, do the referees feel a bit of pressure? Are they told, you know, what's been happening? Who knows? And I would love it. I, I think... Even more so in the PSG Man City game, because you've got a team that didn't sign up for the ESL, PSG, who are very comfortable and very cozy with UEFA, and yeah. then Man City, who did sign up for it. Yeah. So that'll be very interesting to see which way these sort of half decisions go. Oh, definitely, UEFA. Yeah. I mean, and that's what frustrates me. With, with, you know, before we finish off, is that. UEFA again, though, their Champions League revamp is almost the same as the Super League. There's literally, they've almost mirrored what's happening, really. Without, without them doing that, the, the two places, the coefficient, more games, making it easier for big teams to qualify. Yes, they have, yes, there's integrity that you have a relegation. And sorry, not relegation, you have teams don't qualify. But let's be honest here the Champions League and the Super League aren't much different, are they, really? Um, the, Super League don't, the Champions League don't lose their product, which is obvious. But, um, yeah. yeah, not good. But there we go, boys. And that, what we love about football is there's so much to talk about every week. This is just a, this is a Monday night and suddenly there's so much going on. Next week, next Monday, we go again. And by Monday, we're going to know. We're going to know more about the top four race, more about relegation. We're also going to know more about the Champions League. Have Chelsea got a last-minute penalty against Real Madrid? How did PSG get How did Man City get sent to nine, down to nine men? We're going to know so much more next week. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And Cheers, we'll see you. No worries. We'll see you next Monday. Yeah. Nice one, fella. Yeah. No easy. worries. Right. I'm going to end this broadcast. Stay on. And everyone on YouTube or wherever you're watching us, maybe Spotify, we're listening to. Massive thank you for joining us. And we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. <laughs>